0: Welcome back to another edition of Sports Tech Atlanta Seed Talk. I'm your host, Sterling Mack, joined on the other end by Taylor Mack. Uh, we are recording this on the 5th of January. We finally made it, 2021. Crazy. Um Crazy to kind of get through what is 2020, and we still have some hurdles obviously to kind of get through. But we wanted to say from us to you, Happy New Year! Hope uh, your holiday season was well and that you were able to enjoy it with family or friends um, and, and kind of able to ring in the new year. I'm sure very different than uh, <clears throat> people have, have been used to spending the holiday and New Year's, but hopefully you're able to spend it and have a good time with that. So, as um, so we kind of kick this off, I, I wanted to start off uh kind of posing the question to my co-host and asking what did you kind of take away taylor from 2020 um within sports tech my
1: biggest take, sterling is the fact that i think a lot of people are going to realize they're not the investors that they thought they were burning some money in these pockets some flooded markets with our saturated markets as well when it comes to the ar vr game but you know, you just see so much money being pumped into this sphere or, or, or into this lane, and I'm excited for what 2021 is going to have to offer. But yeah, my biggest takeaway is, you know, a lot of a lot of people going to reevaluate themselves. Christmas might have been bare for some folks, or the or the holiday season. Not a lot of gifts for Hanukkah. Might have been three days, not all the days. So you got to check where you're putting your money at. You got to look at and evaluate what these companies are doing. Who is going to have the next big thing, but also understand what the market's looking like. Because like we talked about all year, we saw so many things coming from the fitness perspective. Uh, Like I said, with the AR and you're like, is this going to be, you know, the next product or is this just going to be a flash in the pan type thing? And so I wish the best to everybody when it comes to the investment game and the seed rounds and the funding that everybody's going to be going through uh, in 2021 and and everybody else that's trying to be trying to jump in the game and make a name or make a buffer themselves as well. So it's exciting times. Aside from the COVID, because I couldn't do anything. I sat here, I had a glass of champagne, and then I sat back down on the couch, and that was it. How about yourself, Sterling?
0: Yeah, I think my takeaway from 2020, you kind of hit on it there towards the end, is just the um, the connected fitness market, essentially. You know, I mean, we've seen the, the boom that is Peloton. They were able to buy Mirror. Uh, you had like Hydro, you had Lightboxer, Apple got in the game um, you know, tonal. I mean, it's, it's, even I was checking around, I was like looking at gyms as, you know, I'm about to move here and I looked up, you know, Equinox is doing things from a a app based perspective, right? So gyms are getting into it as well. Um, I think that that's kind of my takeaway. I think that's what, you know, funding rounds. It felt like every, to your point, kind of every week as we did, you know, highlighted funding rounds, we were talking about connected fitness and fitness, uh, startups. And I think that's kind of my takeaway is they're, Ability to, um, you know, seize the moment essentially seize the moment that was 2020 and that was COVID and, and being able to produce, um, you know, results, whether that be uh, from a, a funding round or, or just, you know, from people using their, their platforms.
1: You know, you, you hit on something and this is going to go off on a tangent here, but are people going to apologize to Peloton? <laughs> you go all the way back to last year, they get slammed for the commercials that they put out because it was the, um, you know, the, the girl got the gift of a Peloton. Like, Oh, why does she need a Peloton next thing? You know, everybody out here buying Pelotons because it's just a dope idea. It's a dope concept. You get to work out with other people. And then that whole fitness regime, like you just talked about, had a boom. Does Peloton get a, a
0: sincere apology from, let's say social, uh, social outrage, Twitter. No, I don't think so because I think first off that commercial was ridiculous. Let's just let's put it where it is. That commercial was bad. She got a bike for Christmas. It's like when you buy something for somebody and it's for them to like use it, you know? It's like if you it's like if you smelled and someone bought you deodorant for Christmas. It but was that's, in your like stocking. But-
1: but that's too much inflection interpretation on your part. You're you're throwing a scene, you're throwing your interpretation on of what, what you think is happening when it could to I wanted a Peloton, I got a Peloton for Christmas. There was no dialogue in that commercial except for oh, I got a Peloton, now I'm on the bike. But everybody is saying, Oh, well, she's she too big. Now you now you're forcing her to work out. Maybe somebody likes to work out. That's the whole point. Now look at everybody, everybody likes to work out
0: and bought a Peloton bike. I don't think people like to work out. I I mean, well, I think people like to work out, but I think what you're the the point that mm-hmm. is is taken here is that what peloton was what saw was the community that is at home fitness and mm-hmm. when we were all at home by ourselves had no one to talk to no one to kind of like hang out with this community became even bigger and better and you know to your point from that perspective should we have apologize yes But not, not not the, I mean, if we're strictly going off of the commercial. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. It's the, uh, it's a big market right now. It is crazy. It's, uh, and it's, you know, I mean, gosh, I mean, you got to think how, you know, with, with where the vaccine is and where, you know, work from home situations are going to be expanding here for the next year. or So people are trying to find and buy homes that are bigger. So they have more space to be able to work out at home. Um, it's gonna just continue to get bigger and bigger here uh, as we continue to stay in this this life that is COVID. Uh, but with that, like I said, Happy New Year! We'll uh, we'll jump into this now. We um, I wanted to highlight here at the beginning um, the NBA. I think uh, I think sometimes you know you see stories, you're like, oh, that's cool. They're doing yada yada. Especially everything that kind of came out of uh, the bubble in the NBA with, uh, the, you know, from the, from the social movement that was the summer of 2020. But if you remember, uh, so the NBA announced a 10 year, 300 million dollar commitment in support of greater economic empowerment within the black community. Um, so, you know, they were establishing a, a charitable foundation, um, and the con- contributions were going to total 30 million from all 30 NBA teams. That was within the year. So they were looking to uh, fund investments in youth in- uh, employment and intern internship programs, STEM education uh, initiatives, uh, job shadowing and programs, things like that. And also kind of looking for ways to uh, prop up and fund uh, historically black colleges or HBCUs. So. Let's fast forward to really kind of the end of the year and the NBA foundation started to make good on their stance. So they announced a, to- a total of $2 million in inaugural grants that will drive economic empowerment in black communities through employment and career advancement to seven organizations. I'm going to name all these cause I actually did not know uh, all these prior to this. Okay. Uh, so exalt management leadership for tomorrow, the Marcus Graham project, Operation Dream, Team Incorporated, the Knowledge House, and Youth Empowerment have all been selected as the recipients of the first grants from the foundations. Uh, so shout out to them. Shout out to the NBA for, you know. Putting, uh, putting a stamp on, on what they feel like is something that needs to be addressed within our society and also kind of making good on their promise from back, uh, like I said, back in the summer and back during the bubble that they were going to step up and and, and really help, um, yeah, you know, help give support and economic support uh, to the black community and to black foundation. So let's kick it off to our first story here. Um I thought this was pretty interesting just because of kind of where we are. Our mom also has a lot of information. Our mom has a knee issue. So I found this one kind of like, you know, it's one of those kind of like hit me at a core, I think. Um, So the knee KG is what this is called. It's a cutting edge medical diagnostic device that helps doctors assess the health of a patient's knee while the patient is in motion and, Bearing weight, a revolutionary advancement for anyone suffering from knee pain, but especially for athletes. Now, I saw this because um, the Kansas City Chiefs offensive lineman um, was kind of like you know, um, was kind of highlighted in the story, talking about how this helped him really get back from one of the knee injuries that he suffered uh, a year ago. Taylor, what do you think about the story? What do you think about this uh, this this new device?
1: I, I mean, I think this will allow for quicker recovery but also more comfortable recovery and what i mean by that is is basically you know like the, the don not that i was going to say the don joint knee braces but the um mcdavid knee straps that you have you see people that have like oscar slot oscar slaughters or something like that for basketball or high impact jumping type sports you see people wear like just imagine putting a black wristband around your knee um, that's kind of a sensor giving a rough view of it, but that's the sensor that goes, you know, above the knee and then a a couple straps below it as well. But what it's going to show you is the stress points and how much, you know, action you're getting out of your knee. And so from that, you can be able to drive a baseline from that baseline. You can continue to see if, you know, you're making strides getting better or if you're getting worse. So Developed uh, by a former six-round pick, then also play also from you know from Montreal, Qu- Quebec, uh, Duvernay Tardif. And uh, you know, he recognized from his knee injury, um, went to McGill University, which is uh, the big M. I don't know if you uh know, know where that is, throwing. I know where it's at. You you, know, you ain't familiar with, with Canada like I am. You know, I I'm I'm real familiar. Everybody knows me from Toronto, from Ontario, Ontario. I'm gonna say it like a southern kid from Ontario, Quebec all the way over to the BC, but you would that's, that's no, that neither here nor there. So uh was playing and got a sustained a knee injury and um, basically realized, you know, his first love was, was basically medicine and second love was football and realized, you know, after this knee injury, there was a, a big opportunity to help athletes and, but more importantly, help athletes trust the data that they're seeing so that they can trust their bodies to get back. Yeah. So, I think this is a a great invention that was that was developed and with what it shows doctors and what, what it shows players, I think it presents an opportunity for full transparency. And with that transparency, you can see like maybe I do feel well, but what it's really showing on the screen, you're not ready. And so we can make sure that you're going to be 100% ready so that you don't duplicate and have a secondary knee injury. Um, or something that cat you know catastrophic that does happen because your body does try and protect itself when another area is weaker so i i like where this is going as as we've seen so many knees blow out this year due to covid and quick playing less preseason when specifically for football so uh yeah knee kg is is uh it's where it's at
0: yeah it's super cool i mean you just talked about it i i you know, I hate to hit this for warriors fans. It's almost like been so nice for Clay Thompson to have something like this, or if they, you know, did or something like that. But um, I just want to hit DuVernay for a second, because if you remember, he is the chiefs offensive alignment. He won a super bowl with the chiefs here, uh, you know, back in early 2020, but then as COVID ramped up, he wanted to go uh, as Taylor kind of said, help his home country uh, and really kind of be on the front lines from a COVID perspective. He, uh, medicine is his calling. Obviously, he's great at football, but felt like he should do that. And that's what he did. So he actually missed uh, this NFL season uh, to help out with uh, with being in the front lines for COVID. So shout out to him. And that's kind of what, what kind of brought me to the story is the uh, everything that Taylor just kind of highlighted. Just the idea that, you know, so many people this year, whether that be the quick turnarounds or the training or whatever, just because we were at home. I felt like a lot of people had a ton of knee injuries this year and just a ton of things structurally happened within their knee um something like this that's able to kind of really assess and track um really you know where your the knee health is especially trying to, as you're coming back from an injury i thought was super cool so shout out to knee kg uh for putting this together and, and definitely check them out if you're if you're one of those people like our mother suffering from uh from knee pain um our our second one here is it's it's around we've talked about trading cards, we've talked about different things that are happening um really within collectibles within sports. Uh, so this is called whatnot. And um whatnot has truly used this like COVID time period to grow rapidly, both in terms of really the like what their their feature product sect is, but also like the user base. So they announced a four million dollar seed round the platform originally was focused on safely reselling Funko pop vinyl figurines, which I have really no idea what that is. Uh, but, ex- but since obviously again, during this COVID timeframe, they have expanded into collectibles, obviously like Pokemon cards and sports cards. Um, so what they've really been able to do is use the trend of live streaming and, um, really like opening packs and the sale of these packs and also auctions. Um so that's what now their platform is really focused on and that's where wh- why and where they are getting this 4 million dollar seed round is around that, right? Around how do you prop up and live stream these auctions and make it into a really cool platform for people to be able to use? Taylor, what do you think about this one? Honestly, I
1: I I don't want to I feel like the I feel like the boomer in the room like I just don't get this market and I'm not saying that I'm not saying that this is a bad app or the auction realm is, is bad, but let me just paint the picture because you know, everybody's had those nights, you know, you're, you're on your phone, little restless. And then somehow you end up on that side of YouTube and like, I don't really know how I got here, but I'm interested in what I'm looking at. So And hitting that side of YouTube, I ended up seeing a a video. I get he's a very popular streamer, but he streams box openings um, of, you know, Pokemon cards that he's bought. And you see his live reaction to to the unboxing of the live stream that he's watching of the cards that he might possibly get first editions or anything like that. And so it's like an inception of viewing, which is very it's just very strange, but it's just it's mind blowing. How it all works, and it's it's kind of a new area for me because I, I really just stumbled across it and I didn't really realize that I knew people were watching streamers play video games like on Twitch, and I'm like, I, I see what you get out of that, but what's the point of just watching a guy reacting or talking about the products that he bought, you know, while he's watching the live stream of whoever's unboxing his stuff? And so we're just in a different time frame, it's an inception of a seven. Next thing you know is gonna be a third app that's going to stream the streamers watching the streamers and then those streamers watching that stream. And you're like, who am I watching now? And uh, it, there's just so many opportunities, but the, the platform itself of whatnot, allowing everybody to come in and have that joy of like, Oh, wow. I saw, I was there and I saw the first edition, uh, you know, Blastoise. I said that right. Yeah. Charizard, Blastoise, Bulbasaur were, or I mean, Charizard. Charizard was it's Charmander, obviously. I'm talking about the evolved characters at this point. But you know, you can watch that type of unboxing or see who wins the auction for you know a, a rare figurine or something like that, and um, it it's great. It's it's great. You're you're bringing people together with stuff that they're already doing, and what's it's an area that's that's popping up and blowing up. So yeah, cool.
0: I think I I got to take it. Yeah. You hit on it, which is this new wave of like you're watching, you could be watching both streams, right? Like, if say, let's say someone signed up for an auction, they're like, all right, like I have bought um, this pack of 1984 FLIR cards or something like that, right? Mm -hmm. And then the auctioneer is going to unveil it or unveil it on their live stream. So then you're watching the person that like paid $10,000 to be able to like see what's in the pack. It's pretty interesting to your point. I think when you're in these like rabbit holes on YouTube or like they, people also do these sometimes on Instagram, like Instagram live, things like that. It's pretty cool, but it is pretty. It's interesting. It's interesting just to like watch people be like, Oh, okay. So like I put money on that. Let's see what's in that. You know?
1: I mean, it's not. It's not like it's ineffable to try and describe what I, the whole situation of it. Like there is a there is a word for it. I don't. I'm trying to find the word and I'm searching for it. But yeah, it's just an interesting time frame we're in, and it's it's just the live streaming and what they've done is they basically synth- synthesize what you see on like a Facebook Live viewership or IG Live. You know, you can see the counter of how many people are in. You can drop your comments. I think this is great. with this one though is. You don't have to be like a verified person for your comment to be seen because, you know, most people, if you're on an IG live and it's somebody that's a verified account, normally your, your comment will either get buried. You might get lucky that it pops in. But for the most part, you're going to get the verified uh social gang and, and they'll have their comments seen. So, yeah, like you said, I mean, imagine are, are people are people just attracted to see like joy or pain happen because you spend $10,000 and nothing's in that box and then you're watching the auction stream and then you're watching your streamers stream and you're like, oh, he's going to be so deflated or he or she's going to be so deflated. Like, ah, uh, that's like I wonder what the reactions are people looking for or if they just know that, like, at the end of the day, win or lose, these people are just entertaining and they have a, a strong YouTube following. So it's not like their pockets are being really hurt that bad. So it's just it's a different time frame and it's exciting, but uh, it's something that I still got to learn about.
0: Yeah, I mean, I also like the fact that you can like bid on things as they like open it. That's fun, I think. Yeah, and there's a huge market for that, especially within collectibles and things like that. So, um, well, you know what they say: the stats are people
1: are uh, drunk half the time when they're buying stuff. So, y'all might need to put some caps on your wallets. Make sure the credit card companies are <laughs> alert them that there might be some fraudulent activity at 10 p.m. on Saturday. So, don't let nothing go through because yeah you're at your home you're you're comfortable and you've had a, a few drinks you're like oh you know what i played pokemon back when i was eight let me throw these 10 bands on here and see if i can get something uh-uh,
0: that's, not that's always that's always dangerous always dangerous of uh you know you feel like you got a little something in your pocket you're gonna see what's happening out here
1: I've seen Mandalorian. Let me get this baby Yoda first edition. How much? (laughs) When you look at your bank account the next day and it's
0: all in the red. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But again, shout out to um, shout out to whatnot. And again, they, uh, they just raised a $4 million seed round. And that actually kind of kicks us off into our funding rounds for the week. So let's see here. Uh, the first one here, Echelon Fitness, the innovative connected fitness brand, has completed a $65 million financing, which is, which was led by Goldman Sachs growth, along with participation from existing investor, North Castle par- uh, Partners. Uh, Piper Sandler acted as an exclusive financial advisor to Echelon Fitness. Um, and if you don't know them, they're actually – I mean, you, know, you see them at Dick's. They're on Amazon. Uh, they're dedicated to innovation that makes at home connected fitness more accessible. It offers a line of connected products, bikes, rollers, fitness mirrors, treadmill, and an app experience that allows us members to participate in both live and on-demand fitness classes. Very similar to what we kind of talked about at the beginning of the show. With mm-hmm. that. Uh, blaze pod. I love them. They, the, it, they're, that they're really like an ultimate training guide gadget. Uh, they announced the closing of an $8.5 million Series A round led by AP Partners, which um, <clears throat> heavily invests in Israeli products. So the company has raised $10 million since it was founded in 2015. Um, and according to BlazePod, the funding will be invested in accelerated further market penetration and product development.
1: We actually, my the gym that I go to uses those.
0: I think they're all, I mean, I think they're awesome. I think for like reactionary and, and to be able to like, you know, do like small, like, like quick fitness or quick Twitch type of things. I think it's, I think it's perfect. Uh, the next one is rec room here. So the social gaming platform rec room has, uh, secured new funding as it aims to bring its, vr-centric world to every major gaming platform out there the startup closed a 20 million dollar series c led by madrona venture group uh they've existing investors including first round capital index sequoia and DAG. uh to date they've raised just uh just shy of 50 million dollars um the platform if you're not familiar with them they've been around for a few years uh kind of serving as like a social hub and gaming platform for virtual reality users and recently the company has started to um kind of roll out this this new user base of like roblox of vr so uh shout out to them and and hopefully um yeah that's one i think a lot of people have kind of looked at them it's, that's one definitely that to definitely keep an eye on there and the last is a blue wire, which is a sports podcast company has raised five million dollars in its series A round. Uh the round is being led by Dot Capital, which uh led its $1.2 million seed round in February. Uh so dot is being joined by Better Capital, Side Door Ventures, and 45 Ventures. So that rounds out our funding rounds for this week. Um Again, happy new year to you. Uh, we look forward to bring, continue to bring you sports tech news and funding rounds. Uh, I'm Sterling. You can find me at steammac or at CMAC Sports on Twitter or Instagram. And that is Taylor over there, Taylor mac 29 at TMAC29 as well. We appreciate it, and we look, for, or look forward to seeing you or hearing you on the next Sports Tech Atlanta Seat Talk.